The super familiar with the Wilsons podcast. You know that family whose house you hung out in when you were a kid? The house was a little loud, and sometimes it was a bit chaotic, but it was always fun. And sometimes it felt more home than home did. Well, this is the podcast version of that house. We're the Wilsons, and we welcome you into our podcast with silly chat, ridiculous games, and interviews with interesting people. The super familiar with the Wilsons podcast. Welcome home. Available everywhere you get podcasts. Before we get started today, we are sponsored this week by My Personal Space. My Personal Space is the best vegan, UK handmade pamper goods, and just all round great stuff that you can get for the loved one in your life ahead of Valentine's Day. Uh, Actually, very, very special giveaway over at mypersonalspace.me over on Instagram. So we'd like you to go and follow them. Uh, and check out the post that they've put on asking a question about one of the facts that we've covered today. John, do you want to tell the people what they could win? You can get yourself a laser engraved Valentine's gift box, Moonlit Kiss bath bomb, Damask Rose bath bomb, Love to Be liquid soap with lemongrass, Candy Floss and Mallow Natural Soap, Berry Comfort and Foam Sugar Scrub, Grapefruit Orange Face Mask, Orange and Peppermint Lip Balm, Cherry Pop Plant-based chocolate bar, Peony Bouquet Soy Wax Candle. And that's a value there of more than 30 quid included in the box. Now, this deal is available, I'm afraid, only to our UK listeners. Sorry, Americans, but we can't get that stuff over. Uh, thank, thank the FDA for that one, not us and not My Personal Space. So if you want to check that out, go to My Personal Space on Instagram or on Facebook, they've popped up a post up which is specifically about the podcast and specifically about you getting that. Okay, like, favorite them, add them to your alerts, and the best way to get access to that fantastic stuff is to listen to the podcast and answer the question that they are posing. Again, wonderful people at My Personal Space Limited. Enjoy. On this show, we're looking at Blake, Anderson, Dobson, Osmond, Williamson, Sinise, Wright and Hanks. Looking at 1994's Forrest Gump. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of 100 Things We Learn From Film. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Planty, and I'm going to run, Forrest! <laughs> and I'm John and I'm walking here! <laughs> 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 your legs. <laughs> I'm what rolling that? here. I'm rolling God, here. That might not make the edit. <laughs> uh, how are you, John? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. New, new month, new me. New, new, new Planty. Yeah new planty uh yeah we uh february can mean only one thing in the movie world it's the oscars which is so far up its own ass it hurts oh it really is we decided to cover some quote-unquote bunny ears good films uh, (laughs) uh or certainly films that the good people that have won an oscar in the past felt worthy of winning an oscar and we are covering this week john wet 1994's Forrest Gump. Okay. It won awards in 95. Would you like to know what it won, John? I would love to know what it won. 
Good. It uh, it took home a haul of six Oscars. It won Best Picture, Best Actor in a Leading Role for Tom Hanks, Best Director for Zemeckis, uh, Best Screenplay Based Upon Material Previously Produced and Was Mental, um, Best Film Editing, and Best Effects and Visual Effects. That's one award. That's a lot. Yeah, and I'm going to say now, before we get into this, a lot of that superimposing Tom Hanks into stuff looked all right. Yeah. But some of it, my God, (laughs) it looked like like in 1999 virtual reality, didn't it? Yeah. It (laughs) It was brutal. There was a lot of amazing bits in it, but yeah, there was a lot of, oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm I'm surprised Zemeckis hasn't demanded to do a Lucas and kind of like clean it up a little bit. I was going. To, I was going to say what sell out. <laughs> <laughs> sell Forrest Gump to Disney. What? Why would they want that? Um, there's there's a couple of things. A couple of things we're, we're, we're going to talk about in this. Uh, we uh, at no point do they mention. Certainly on what I watched it on, which I think is the latest Blu-ray release. Mm-hmm. They didn't use the R word, which in my mind I thought they always use the R word in this film. Uh, no, I don't remember it being used. There's, there's no. no mention of being stupid and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, never, never yeah. One. Um, and I know we've got different camps here, and I'm, I'm I'm sure you'll tell the listeners what your point is. But I don't think Jenny's a bad person from the off. I don't think Jenny's a bad person. <laughs> I, I personally think Jenny's abusive childhood and being a woman in the sixties and seventies uh, meant that she made some bad choices. That's fair enough, but yeah, there's there's definitely two uh, schools of thought on this, isn't there? She she is she's written she's written as a scumbag. She's yeah. written by men as a, she's one hundred percent. She is written by Eric Roth, who won the uh, Oscar uh-huh. as uh, Queen of the Harpies. Whoa. Here's your crown, Your Majesty, Queen of the Harpies. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that Simpsons episode? <laughs> it is your Queen, Your Crown, Your Majesty. Anyway, by the by, that's been bloody. Three and a half minutes of that. Um, did you enjoy the film, John? I, we get started. I really did. I can all go through it once because as it, it flew in, though. But yeah, I, I thought I'll just I'll just get all this done. But as I'm watching it, I actually realised it's actually a really good film. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I realised underlying there's some really good set pieces in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, all the Vietnam stuff was great. I love the Vietnam stuff. Oh, but who God, doesn't yeah. love the Vietnam War story? Yeah, uh, yeah. little bit less so. Uh, the way that they shoehorned and on the nosed a lot of songs into this. Yeah, <laughs> I was like Good. Jesus. Put some Elvis in there. Um, I own the CD soundtrack, by the way. It's two CDs, so I knew what was coming. Uh, somebody yeah. bought it me uh, as a uh, as a leaving gift once because I think There's I said a lot, lot of music. It's possibly it. the best soundtrack album that there is. Uh, that was about 20 years ago, so my viewpoint has changed since. It is now, obviously, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Right, 100 things. So we're going to try and find 100 things. So if we can't find 100 things from this, mate, I'm burning the podcast down. I'm You're deleting gone. the whole thing. Yeah, right? If we don't get 100 things, yeah. same fight the whole thing. The laptop's going out the window. I'm never fucking talking to you again. We're, cancel we're, cancel our weekend plans. We're going to have a lot of doublers here because I, I, I can see it. It's in the post. I can totally yeah, tell. Okay. Um, Dubliners, dirty old town. But uh, there was a lot of good films out in 1994. Would you like to hear? What I would love to hear what films are out in 94. Well, if you listen to the Crow episode, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many Oscars did the Crow win, John? Too many. 
<laughs> I need too many. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Let's move on. We we are going to reappraise the crow in, in a matter a short matter of episodes. Anyway, we start uh, with this fe- this like this CGI feather, right? Yes. The CGI feather lands on Tom Hanks, and it looks shonky and shitty as. It's but I think this different. is only probably about three years after the Lawnmower Man. So, uh... <laughs> Lawnmower Man's in your head now, Jake. <laughs> and Jesus wept. <laughs> Man, that was, maybe, that was maybe the future as well, wasn't it? It was the future. It was the future for the Dean in Community. <laughs> was in it. It's based on a novel by a guy called Winston Groom, right? right. Let's get Let's get started from... From the early well, doors, shall let's, we? Let's get, let's get off the, the Let, gate. Let's, <laughs> uh, I've, I've made a list of the differences between the book and the film. Okay, uh, In the book, Forrest becomes a chess grandmaster, which evidently he couldn't in this because he's played as a little stunted. Um, Jenny doesn't die, but instead marries another bloke after having Forrest Jr., Ooh. Yeah, so actually, in the book, Jenny was a bit of a dick. Uh, I, for some reason, I've written, the kids can call you Foju, which is a very niche Simpsons quote. Uh, he doesn't do the two-year-long run. In fact, he barely runs at all in the book. Right. Bubba's white, which gets rid of that whole line that I love. He said, uh, my name's Bubba. I'm named after one of those those something white guys, one of those good old white boys or something like that. Now, ain't that a thing? I love that. It's a great line. Um, and this is the best one for me. Forrest goes into space with an orangutan called Sue. Wow. And when they come back to Earth, they crash in a jungle full of cannibals who take them hostage. Jesus. You what, mate? That's, a, that's an imagination and a half, isn't it? That's I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I did listen to some of the book, but I ran out of time. Uh, Audible was your friend. I know I keep saying don't do Amazon, but it was the only way I could get hold of it quickly. Right. Uh, and it's brutal. It's just it, it. It's it's so fucking boomery. It, it's painful. Is it bad? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Forrest is telling his. Uh, he's telling this story of his life. He's oh, just just, for, just just before you please. go, there, there is such a thing as as uh, <laughs> as feather pressing. But I'll be honest with you, it was so. Fucking born! I couldn't. I couldn't be bothered looking at it. But yeah, they're actually. See, so he folds it in a book, didn't he? Yes, he so, does. Yeah. I double check. I thought there can't be such a thing as feather pressing. Tons that there is. Of course there is. Of course there's feather pressing. Why not? It's 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 down. It's down in writing, John. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this book. Actually, he's waiting for the bus. He's got this book. This book, Curious George, mm-hmm. um, as he waits for the bus. It's like a ch- child's book. Yep, yep. Uh, Curious George, written in 1941 by Margaret and H. A. Ray, a tale of a monkey brought to the U.S. by the man in the yellow hat, not to be confused by the man in black, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and they live together and have adventures. Can you imagine him living with Johnny Cash? Hey, uh, I'm Johnny Cash. Give us some smack. Uh, <laughs> I thought you meant the man in black for uh, West uh, Westworld. <laughs> that would be an interesting conversation. You, you'll bring a chasing down a monkey through the old west. Yes, it's the film we want. There you go. I'm Yul Brynner, <laughs> and I'm dead now. <laughs> uh, seven original books and a 2006 animated Hollywood film with who else as the man in yellow but Will Ferrell, and who else pretending to be a fucking animal in a cartoon, but our good friend Frank Welker. It's been a while since oh, well. we talked about Frank yeah, Welker. It's been a long time. No one can do monkey impressions like Frank Welker, apparently. 
Uh, and Nick, Nick Frost and uh, <laughs> Johnny the Dead was quite good. <laughs> do, do you want me to do Clyde? <laughs> <laughs> Still makes me laugh. <laughs> it's, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll stop doing them when you stop laughing. Uh, is, is the great line. The line. Uh, this is he's sat in this sharp suit and these rotten old fucking sneaks. We'll yep. come back to them. Uh, he talks to anyone and everybody. So he's blatantly not British, is he? No. <laughs> Looking at our phones, ignoring completely, doing anything to not talk to someone at a bus stop. Saying <laughs> so you can tell a lot by a person by their shoes, can't you? Yeah, apparently. But apparently it's true. Uh, right, okay. And there was a report, a report by researchers at the University of Kansas that revealed that people can predict with striking 90% accuracy the personality traits of a stranger solely based on their shoes. All oh, right, okay. Must, must be different in America because everybody here just wears like Nike, Adidas, or Reebok. I know, yeah, absolutely. You can you can tell you can tell a lot in Nottingham with the person by their shoes because if they've had them nicked, they were good shoes. Right. Money. <laughs> he's he's telling the story. He's, he's getting a bus somewhere, uh, yeah. and he does he does the line. Lives like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you get unless you read. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get. Unless you read the lid. He doesn't yep. say that, but that's true. Read the fucking lid, mate. There's a I little know. bit of paper in there. Read it and it'll go, that's the hardest rock one to save someone you don't like. Instead of chasing feathers, bloody take a bit of paper at the chocolate. Yeah, look. exactly. Press press that. Um, we go back in time, little forest, this little kid with these leg braces. Um, the doctor was brilliant. This doctor with the, the this big fat doctor with the the braces. Yeah, uh, and he's a uh, the boy's got strong legs, but he got a <laughs> back. Got a back. He twisted over like a question mark. <laughs> brilliant line. Um, uh, he's he's named after Nathan Bedford Forrest, who was the founder of the KKK. Yeah. Nathaniel Bedford Forrest, first Grand Wizard. It's still fucking funny. You aren't big and hard. You're a Grand <laughs> Wizard, Harry. Uh, from 1867 to 1869. Not yeah. very long. I assume somebody somewhere must have twied him off his horse. I, I got one of them as well. I got that yeah. as well. Uh, the footage in this scene that Hanks is superimposed into is actually from the film Birth of a Nation, which is a 1915 silent film, basically about just awful racism. All right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's it's one of those that's actually more than anything else a curio. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's te- terribly racist. But 1915, can we forgive it? Perhaps. Was it of its time? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Listeners, you you tell us. Um, oh, or would you, you just... like one? Would you like one of those uh, vintage polio leg braces? I would like one. Yeah, where will I get one of those from? eBay for 176 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Do you call them calipers? Uh, do you remember kids with calipers? I do remember kids with calipers, yes. Yeah, different, yeah, yeah, different world. The illness um, or, or the, the process of adding these is called orthosis. It's when an externally applied device used to influence the structural and functional characteristics of the neuromuscular and skeletal system. Mate. There you go. Yeah. There you go. They're all here. They're all here. Um, Mum Sally Field, by the way. Who, oh, you look great. She, I love her. I, I love her. She's really? great. Yeah. We watched Smoking the Bandit recently and. Uh, <sighs> Oh we, oh we! This is this has become a right pervy podcast. This, I know. It? Oh, I'm rubbing my knees, rubbing my knees. <laughs> Do you remember, like at the start of the podcast, we were like, "Oh, and and and, and women, yeah, we think you're all, fi- you know, you're all fine actors." And, and look, and it's fine. 
We're just saying Sally Field was beautiful. Yeah, Absolutely she really beautiful. was, yeah, yeah. She would do anything for her kids in this film. <laughs> she, yeah, that's the thing. The, <laughs> your, your man, the teacher, won't let him into school uh, because he, uh, he's he got an IQ of 71. Now, the minimum right. entry for the school was 80. Right. Um, and she does absolutely anything. Average IQ is between 85 and 115. Got it. Got it. And the highest <laughs> IQ was 198. Oh, they said they weren't going to give those test results out. They said they wouldn't. <laughs> well, that was, it was, it can't be who did it, but 188. But I, I was looking at uh, Einstein and Hawkins mm-hmm. IQs, and they estimate there's around about 160. Wow. Look at the big brain on Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, should have won the fucking Oscars this year. Not this. Yeah. <laughs> should have won the Oscars. Man, and that was an accidental Pulp Fiction reference. It's <laughs> a brilliant, brilliant film. It's a great film. Future mm. episode. Um, yeah, m- she'll do anything for her, to get her boy into school, won't it? She, she basically she gives it up. Yeah. Your man's leaving, and he's like, "Mama, you, you, he's, he's like, it's obviously warm in the deep south, isn't it? Yeah. And he's like patting himself he's down because his heart is like, he says, "Boy, your mama sure do anything to make sure you get in that school." Uh, and, and the the kid just basically does the sexy noises. noise. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of, look, I mean, look, I'm just going to put it out there. That's not my sex noise. But, I don't know about anybody else. But you know what? It was really creepy, and I, I don't know why, but it reminded me of the scene with uh, Donald Sutherland and. It freaked me out, man. It's the crossover nobody asked. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of spaced. I could hear sex noises, Daisy. <laughs> God. Um, it's straight in with the lies as well, by the way, this film. Is uh, it from Greenbow, Alabama? It's not a real place. Oh, why, yeah, yeah, yeah. John? Why must films lie to us? I'm bad. I'm bad enough at geography. I don't need this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is off. Uh, it is off Route 17, Greenbow, Alabama. That doesn't exist. Route 17 is real. It's a major north-south highway within the state of Alabama, and it covers th- um, 346 miles. I'm not entirely sure why there's a full stop in there and lots of other things. It says 346 and then 562 miles. Fuck knows what I've written there. Uh, <laughs> and people are tuning out in their droves. Oh, he's forgotten, Eddie. No, stay on. We're going to do more sex noises. <laughs> um, basically, they put everybody up in this house, don't they? They're like a, they've got this, like so, a they've got this fucking mansion, right? Which yep. can only have been made from oppressing people. It looks like the house. I know you've not played Red Dead Redemption 2, but I'm sure some of our listeners have. It looks like the house they hold up in in the final act. And everybody stays, and that's how that's how they they live from day to day. Mm. Uh, who who was the first famous person that stayed with them? Uh, the king. Uh-huh. The king. You love Elvis, don't you? You're a bit of an Elvis fan. <laughs> I'm a bit of a for the king. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and we recognise this actor because we saw him in something back in October, back in November, uh, December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the Frighteners. She Arguably is. better in the Frighteners, mm. but he's got more to do. And well, this, yeah, it hardly shows his face anyway. Yeah. You see him in the mirror and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, I've written here Young Elvis, uh, debut single, That's All Right, came out in July 19th, 1954. Before becoming a hit, he had a number of jobs, including working as an usher at Low State Theatre, precision tool maker, 
And he also helped Jewish neighbors, the fructors, by bringing their by being their Shabbos goy. John, you know what I did. Thanks, you dictionary. Come to the rescue again. Um, a Shabbos goy is somebody employed by Jewish people to do work from them on the holy day. Well. Because they don't roll on Shabbos. Uh, I was going to say lazy mother frictus. <laughs> no, you can't. They can't work on uh, uh, Shabbos. Um, on Shabbos, they can't. Absolutely not. Just like we shouldn't be doing any work on Sunday. In fact, all you're going to be doing on Sunday is complain that you can't drive because you're so hungover. I know. That's a plan, <laughs> mate. That's a plan. Right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Elvis gets his leg dance from Forest Crappy Walk. Now, for those that haven't seen the film, the fuck have you been for the past what, like almost thirty years? Yeah, nearly thirty <laughs> um, years old. Couple but, of times. Uh, but Elvis, Elvis does fuck all. Elvis does lots in the world. Um, <laughs> but Forrest basically changes the world around him. If it wasn't for Forrest, the world wouldn't be what it is. Yeah. And Elvis's shaky leg dance is from him um, walking and jumping. And his calipers, like, yeah. His calipers, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's singing Hound Dog. Hound Dog was originally recorded by uh, an artist called Big Mama Thornton. Uh, <laughs> she shouldn't have eaten all those chocolates. On August the 13th, 1952, and sold 500,000 copies. Elvis's yep. version, released 1956, sold 10 million copies worldwide. Jesus. Yeah, yeah it's, it's no who you know. <laughs> it's how you sing. It's, 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 it, it's not who you know, it's who steals all your money for your entire career. Yeah. I'll never forgive Tom Parker. We might, we might have still had Elvis if it wasn't for him. Who knows? Forrest says, oh, that, that young man ended up singing too many songs. No, eating too many peanut butter fried sandwiches is what happened. <laughs> uh, drugs. Um, it's his first day at school and he gets on the school bus and no one let him sit down. Did you recognise the driver of the school bus, John? Yeah, I've seen her twice, and I'll, I know that face, but I didn't look her up. Podcast favourite. Oh, it's uh, Men in Black. It is. Podcast favourite. <laughs> an show. Yeah. Oh, man, it just, um, it, just, it just dawned on me right there who yeah, it was. I absolutely love her. Siobhan, uh, I had it written down somewhere, and I've lost it now. But, yes, I uh, we, we absolutely love her. She's uh, uh, Siobhan Fallon Hogan, I think she's called. Sugar yeah. <laughs> in. We're just gonna have to do that. That, that uh, Men in Black just, and just the Blues Brothers. Alone. We'll have to do a we'll have to do a Colors Month, um, <laughs> and the the other the other uh, episodes will be the different three colors: red, blue, uh, and uh, white. No, I was going to say a, a Ray Ban Month. Risky business. Uh, <laughs> men in Black. <laughs> we'll put out the feelers and see if anybody wants to uh, sponsor that. Uh, they live, obviously. Yeah, you put the ban in Ray Bans. <laughs> <laughs> put on the glasses. <laughs> uh, the only person that'll let him sit down. There's these all these hillbilly kids, right? And um, like, it's obviously two kids to a seat, and like, there's a couple of kids and one kid to a seat. They're shaped taken, and then like, but there's a couple of them where there's two kids sat there, and one goes That's taken. You're like, yeah, he can fucking see. You know, his IQ's a little under what it should be. He <laughs> can see. You're he's, the idiots. He's no eye disabled. 
Uh, but Jenny lets him sit on the bus, and she's such a cute little kid. Did, did you see the, the, bus, the bus driver? She was smoking as well, though. She was, yeah. yes. And when she comes back at the end, she's chewing gum. <laughs> so I had to look at this up. So lighting up a cigarette and cigars and pipes on Go Transit vehicles was banned in January 1st, 1978. All right, wow. Uh, the transit agency entered its clean air, air era. It's easy for you to say, clean air era. <laughs> that that's good because we I think I mean I remember we're, smoking on the bus. I remember a lot later. We were in, a lot in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember Easy. the things on the back of the seats where you could strike your match? Yeah, yeah. And had, yeah. Was, a little like tiny ashtrays. Yeah, and popped it. They were stinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember ashtrays? Remember smoking on a bus? <laughs> <sighs> and there's this montage of them being being best friends. It's cute. Um and we find out that she she has an abusive father and all this yeah. kind of thing. Anyway, he's getting stones thrown at him by these hillbilly kids on this bike. And she's like, run, forest. And he runs off. And these leg calipers, like they're made of paper straws, just drop just, off. It looked like the aftermath of, uh, was it Sir Killalot for uh, Robot Wars? <laughs> <laughs> it just exploded. <laughs> 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 oh, you got me good. Oh, you got me good. Gonna... <laughs> Activate. <laughs> First roll about Robot Club. There's no oh. smoking. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, two space references in one episode. Oh, Jesus. So kill a lot right after that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the key was to always have one that looked like a wedge of cheese. And then oh, when yeah, it yeah, running so at you, it just under. flip on its side, yeah. Right, and then not. have totally a agree. fucking axe on it. Yeah. <sighs> Man, I wish I'd known you when Robot Wars was on. <laughs> but actually, I was busy. I was busy having intercourse at the time, uh, unlike anybody that's ever been on Robot Wars. <laughs> 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 Who's this for? Jesus. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> Good, goodbye, all the new listeners. <laughs> So they run from the dad, and she prays. They're hiding in this cornfield, and she prays, Dear God, make me a bird so that I can fly from here. Um, she's then taken away from him to live with her aunt in this fucking trailer park. Yeah. So she should be in Drop Dead Gorgeous, isn't she? <laughs> Did I say that the parents, somebody, was somebody away on vacation? Did that ring any bell? Yeah, yeah. That was um, that her mom went on vacation. Oh, no, it's his his dad, was, dad on was on vacation. Do you know what vacation means? Yeah. Uh, well, I do, but it's, uh, it comes from it's Anglo-French. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, looked it up. So it's a, an amalgamation of a couple of words um, that basically just mean uh, exemption from service or respite from work. All right. Okay. Uh, so that's you take that for your trip to Wally World? <laughs> yeah. Okay. If, if the place is opened. Uh, yeah. Well, that's all right. John Candy will let you ride the uh, <laughs> you ride the roller coaster at gunpoint. With gun, I know. <laughs> we fast forward now to adults. Um, so we now fast forward to adult Tom Hanks and Jenny. Tom Hanks, of course, we're meant to believe is eighteen. I'm not buying that at all. No. I would probably just about believe it. With Robin Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. just... Yeah. yeah, but he's no chance. Yeah. No chance. No, absolutely not. And 
they are walking home from school or whatever or walking down this thing and those fucking hillbilly kids are back except they're grown up too and now they've got You've this got truck yeah. and this this truck looks like it's out of uh, Jeepers <coughs> Creepers that it should that be chased is, I, I, I thought, as soon as I said like oh my god that's a Jeepers Creepers <laughs> funny truck he's going to end up down, down some fucking pipe in the ground <laughs> or up a pipe one or two yeah absolutely um so he does run, he keeps running. They chase him over like hill and vale and everything, don't they? And he keeps right. it, basically he can outrun a out, outrun a Never car. Truck, yeah. yeah. If you can if you can and, and the guy that was the, the guy that was the coach basically mm. says to him, if you can outrun a car, you can outrun a quarterback. A <laughs> <laughs> right. fullback. Uh, and he runs on he runs across the pitch. Who's that? Oh, that's Forrest Gump. He's an idiot. And they basically make him the star. Now, we fast forward to him on the team this school mm-hmm. team. And the play is this. Now, you know, I, I've watched a fair bit of American football, not a huge amount. John, I know you watch very little, yeah, to my never, mind. Never gonna but, avoid it. but what did you make of this play that they have? The one where he just runs straight forward? The, the one where <laughs> he, he takes the ball from the very, very back and then yeah. just outruns everybody. Just runs, yeah, yeah. I mean, that has surely got to be the easiest play to defeat. Uh, I think just put everybody on him. I think you'll find Bobby Boucher done the similar one. <laughs> Gatorade. Gatorade. It's much more refreshing than water. Um, yeah, he gets the ball and he runs and he just keeps running, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Um yeah. which I thought was which I thought was pretty good. Runs to runs through the band, didn't he? <laughs> the band yeah, through the, the he's running down the tunnel on his mm. as the Americans would call them cleats or on his studs. Yeah. Now Remember when you used to play football at school or rugby or whatever? You, well, you wouldn't have played yeah, rugby yeah, in, yes, in Glasgow. Yeah, I mean, you'd come a cropper oh, 10 times out of 10 yeah, just walking to the bloody thing. Yeah. How he manages that. Like women running on in high heels, like Dice Brothers Howard. Dice Brothers Howard? <laughs> I don't even need a drink. <laughs> you need a drink. Bryce Dallas. I think I do. Bryce Dallas Howard in that uh, Jurassic yeah, World well, film yeah. where she just goes running from the T-Rex. <laughs> credit, credit where it's due. Credit where it's due. So he now goes to university and he's doing exactly the same thing, except, and I love this, that the college team have got this, like they throw up this thing and it says, run forest or go forest. And he runs. And then when he gets to the end, what happens? They they switch it so it says stop. (laughs) Stop (laughs) And the band stop playing and everything. And that was, yeah, that was a little bit of fun. I liked that one a lot. He the, the the school he's at is Alabama State. Uh, the team is called the Crimson Tide, which I think is that thing that comes out the lift in The Shining. Uh, <laughs> they've won eighteen national titles, and the last one was in twenty twenty. So they're pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I missed on the back of the truck. On the back of the hillbillies truck uh, was the flag on the bumper sticker. Uh, it's the second national flag of the Confederated States of America. It was adopted in 1863, and it was more recently adopted by fucking racists. So, uh, yeah. Is that the Confederate flag? It is the Confederate flag, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Uh, now, this is another chance for... No, even in Dukes of Hazzard? I knew you were going to mention... <laughs> I knew as soon as I mentioned it, you were going to mention Dukes of Hazzard. 
that's okay, but I think if you go back, it's probably really racist. Yeah, true. But yeah. everybody's just too too busy looking at Daisy anyway, so who cares a bit of lady? That's ex- exactly what what they were doing. Yeah, I was, was too that, young. That, that was multi generational. We were too busy enjoying the jumps in the car, and the, the dads were enjoying the, yeah, the Daisy. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. But like like the master jumping out of a helicopter, Lee Van Cleef. Those jumps were only ever. Like a skateboard ramp <laughs> with a camera below them. They were never, they were never big jumps. You saw what happened in the uh, in road trip when you try and do a big jump. You're na- you're knackered out. Oh yeah. So this is 1963, and we know that it doesn't tell you at any point what what time it is. And if you're no good at American history like me, <laughs> well, why should I be? You really struggle to to piece together when these things are unless you look them up. Yeah, but it's 1963. People- Yeah. So he's trying to go into the library for some reason and the National Guard are there. Now, they're basically stopping uh, black kids going in through the white kids door. Yes. Now, this was known as the stand in the schoolhouse door. Was that uh, George Wallace? It was. Took place at the Foster Auditorium at the University of Alabama, June the eleventh, nineteen sixty-three. Can you tell us anything about George Wallace, John? Uh, he had a uh, inaugural promise of segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. Uh, he said, "Leave him." He was a bit of a dick straight off the yeah. bat. I don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. But yeah, he, he he blocked the entry for two uh, African American students, Vivian mm-hmm. Malone and James Hood. He won an election as governor in Alabama in 1970 and ran in 1972's Democratic presidential. Pre- yeah, yeah, the 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 pre pre kind of the pre, the preliminaries. The pre- ah, right. Yeah, uh, preliminaries. Once again, campaigning for segregation, uh, he got shot in Maryland by Arthur Bremer. Bremer. Yeah. And he was paralyzed from the waist down for the rest of his life. So. Yeah. I bet you had all that. Ha- Happy days. I did, mate. I had all of that. So well well done uh, on, on that. That's great. Yeah, so all's well that ends well in that story, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Fuck that guy. But yeah, he sounded like a real bad seed, man. Yeah. Uh, the the footage here, I thought, was, was a bit look good. And, and anything in black and white did look kind of good oh, to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next bit, he's waiting, for, he's waiting for Jenny in the rain at her dorm. Uh, I've, I'd figured... Judging by the name on the dorm, that she, the name on the dorm was the Margaret Mitchell Hall. Um, so I looked up Margaret Mitchell Hall, which means that Jenny went to Judson College, which was all girls, which he'd said he couldn't go to the same school as Jenny. <laughs> right. Yeah, yep. Um, and it's named after the writer of Gone with the Wind, the novel of Gone with the Wind. What? Yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? That's a good thing to have. Um, the song that's playing in the car. While she's kind of leaving, she she starts to get groped by this guy. I don't know why I love you, but I do. By the fantastically named Clarence Frogman Henry. <laughs> well, it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's his biggest hit. Reached number four in the US and number three in the UK in 1961. And this is going to make you have a memory. Because back on the back of a Fiat advert in 1993... It was re-released and got to number 55 in the UK charts. And now you're going. I knew I knew that bit of music from somewhere. Uh, no, I definitely do. Yeah. Definitely do. Through me as well. She basically is getting kind of felt up. Um, Forrest opens the door, grabs him, and just beats the fuck out of this guy, Billy. Uh, that And he drives off. That upsets Jenny. Um, and this is kind of instance one of Jenny being this scarlet woman, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
she lets Forrest into the dorm uh, to dry his clothes, and she takes a bra off with, with these pointy sixties bras. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she gets gets him to put his hand on her uh, on her boob, and he comes instantly. He does, doesn't he? He just shoots his boot. <laughs> I mean, it's Robin, it's Robin Wright. I think we probably all would. Um, <laughs> and that and that's the end of that scene. Forrest then goes all American, which I quite uh, I quite liked, uh, and meets JFK. So he gets into the All Americas team yeah. as being, and to get into the All Americas team, you basically have to be the best of uh, that position. So since 1924, the National Collegiate Athletics Association has designated select has designated selectors whose teams are used to determine. Uh, unanimous All Americans. So any player named in the first team by at least half the official selectors is given in a given season is recognised for being All, all American. American. Whoa, yeah. All American. All American. Uh, this video of him meeting the president is on Paramount News. It's like a newsreel uh, produced by Paramount Pictures between 1927 and 1957. Paramount News issue 37, which was in 1946, was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Documentary Short. However, it lost to Seeds of Destiny, which was a war propaganda reel about growing your own, (laughs) which I I quite like. It needed a bit more news on the match. (laughs) He's doing his part. (laughs) It needed a lot more. Want to know more? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yeah. So he meets John F. Kennedy, and he has too much uh, too much to drink. He has something like. Did he say he has eight Dr. Peppers? Yes. Like, oh God, <laughs> the thought just made me want to pee right there and then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dr. Pepper was released first in 1885. The company sells more Dr. Pepper in the Roanoke Valley area of Virginia. Apologies. Uh, virgins for butchering that one, Virginians for butchering that, uh, than any other metropolitan area. I bet they've got amazing teeth there, John F. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, it's 90 miles away from where Dr. Charles Pepper, the founder, came from. I like Dr. Pepper. Uh, I like that uh, knockoff Aldi one. The, the better Dr. one? Dr. Pisser, or whatever it's called. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Um, John, Ch- he's... Dr. Chelly. <laughs> Dr. Salt is a bit dry. Uh, he says, uh, "He says, how do you feel? And how do you feel to be all American?" It's <laughs> my Joe Quimby impression. Uh, he says, "I gotta go. I feel like I gotta go pee." He, he said, "He gotta go pee." <laughs> like, okay. Uh, John F. Kennedy was sworn in as the 37th president on January the 20th, 1961. Famously saying, "Ask not what your country can do for you. Uh, ask what you can do for your country." He asked the nations of the world, it's bad, isn't it, to join and fight for what he called common enemies of man, tyranny, poverty, disease, and war itself. So basically asking Americans to help one another, which I think is probably what he got shot two years later. Sorry, American listeners, but, you know, some some Americans can be terribly contentious, can't they? (laughs) Says says a man from a country that ripped itself apart with a vote to leave Europe. Fucking hell. Uh, never, ne- that- never trust the public. Never trust the public. No, don't trust the public. They don't know what they're doing. Um, he got shot, and he says, and his brother got shot. Now, that's Bobby Kennedy. Robert F. Kennedy was shot in the kitchen of the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles following his win in the 1968 Democratic presidential primary in California. Now, I don't know yeah. if you've seen it, John, but it's a really good 2006 film written mm-hmm. and directed by Emilio Estevez. Oh, really? 
Yeah, it's really good. I went to see, well, I remember it being really good. It's maybe not aged so well, but I remember <laughs> it being really good when I went to the cinema too. Oh, when he's weeing, he sees a signed picture of Marilyn Monroe uh, to think, and I'm like, I, all I could think was, yes, before you had her murdered. Yeah, yeah. we get that. That's good. Um, <laughs> he gets his degree, and as soon as he's he's basically stood there with, with his mum, isn't he? By the way, Sally Field and Tom Hanks, 10 years between them. <laughs> she was playing his mum. Jesus. Yeah, 10 years. Um, this this recruiter comes up to him straight away. Son, you want to join the army? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Why not? I'll do whatever I want. Again, the same scene, the same scene with the seats taken on the bus until Bubba comes on. Now yeah. I love Bubba. Bubba's, Bubba is, Bubba's, Bubba's all love, isn't he? He's uh, such a nice man. He lets him sit. <laughs> you ever been on a shrimping boat? <laughs> <laughs> now I, I I've taken this off the internet because I couldn't. I wasn't going to write it all. Down. Pause it. Write it all down. Uh, and he's like, yeah. He says, you can do whatever you want. And it's basically this montage of them doing different things. Oh like God! Scrubbing the floor with the toothpaste. He's like, shrimp is the fruit of the sea. Uh, like chicken is the tuna of the sea, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you can barbecue it, boil it, broil it, bake it, sauté it. There's shrimp kebabs, shrimp creole, shrimp gumbo, pan fried, deep fried, stir fried, pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp, coconut shrimp. Pepper shrimp, Dr. Pepper shrimp, uh, shrimp soup, shrimp stew, shrimp salad, shrimp and potatoes, shrimp burger, shrimp sandwich. That that's about it. <laughs> he just gets to the end. He's like, yeah, I've run out of things. <laughs> I can possibly do. Um, uh, Dave Chappelle was meant to be playing him, but he didn't want to uh, be demean himself by being called Bubba. Okay, no, I do understand that because that there is the line about him. About him having a white, you know, a white good old boy, basically a, a white racist name. Yeah. Is the point he makes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that that is that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle was Dave Chappelle was a bit of a funny one, wasn't it? Only a few years later, he had that semi decent yeah. role in um, Con Air. Um, what the Americans call shrimp, by the way, are what we call prawns. So they'd be gutted if they went to the seaside and got a pot of shrimp, and it was those little brown. You know, those little brown, tiny kind right. of things that you, you make yourself out of. Yeah. He mentions £10. He mentions £100 of shrimp. He said we could get £100 of shrimp a day. Now, I looked into this, and one pound of peeled extra-large shrimp prawns uh, ranged from between thirteen ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine dollars in 2020. So going on that bottom figure, you're basically looking at Nearly fifteen hundred dollars for a day's work split between the pair of them. Oh, That's yeah. not bad, is it? That's not bad at all. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, Bubba mentions that he's from Bayo La Battery, Alabama. Unlike uh, the other place, it's real. It's real. Yeah, uh, film-related thing. The pirate ship, the Black Pearl, from those Disney films that get mm-hmm. gradually worse as they go on, was built in secret here and launched ready to go and do the filming in the Caribbean. Uh, Bayola Battery Seafood Industry serves as the centrepiece for History Channel's reality documentary series, Big Shrimpin'. Big Shrimpin', eh? Which, disappointedly, doesn't have any biggie in it. <laughs> He's been dead for years. True that. Now, Forrest is brilliant at being in the army because he does as he's told. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, what, 
what are you here to do, Gump? And he says, whatever you say, Drill Sergeant. You're a genius. <laughs> genius. No, that, was, that was a good line. I, I, I loved that. that. That felt that felt good. <laughs> he goes to see Jenny. Jenny's singing at a show in Memphis, right? And she's basically at some 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 burlesque show, isn't she? Yeah. Well, you say so, burlesque. She's basically just sitting in a nude horn and guitar. With yeah. A song on. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. I think the woman before was there was a bit of titillation before. Uh, she's singing Blowing in the Wind uh, by Bob Dylan. Um, in 1994, the song was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. In 2004, it was ranked number 14 on Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. The first line of the song, How Many Roads Must a Man Walk Down, is proposed as the ultimate question in the science fiction novel Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What? Yeah. Uh, the answer, of course, is six. 44. <laughs> six. Just six. Uh, just six, uh, and uh, that's how many roads it is from my house to Brewdog. <laughs> That'll do. So I'm all right. That'll do. <laughs> she mentioned she just wants to be like Joan Baez, didn't she? She says ultimately she wants to be like Joan Baez. Joan Baez has had a career that I had absolutely no idea about, if I'm entirely honest. <laughs> Singer-songwriter inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame April the 7th. 2017 she protested the vietnam war the death penalty and campaigned for occupy wall street and everybody's favorite catalonian independence i hope those boys get it because if they get it scotland is sure to get it right (laughs) catalonian catalonia isn't even a fucking country it's not even a real country anyway is that the way they threw them in jail you can't be independent (laughs) get to jail <laughs> yeah, but no, I I think I think they should be independent. And the Basques basically take down take down Madrid. That's what I say. <laughs> Get those Basques off. Uh, all they want is to see her boobs, basically. Yeah, uh, you can see she's she's wearing knickers in that scene. You can see she's she's uh, meant to be wearing nothing, and you can see she's got like sheer, sheer pants on. Yeah. I wish she was playing the harmonica. <laughs> that was a good line. <laughs> that was That's a good what I heard line. in the distance. <laughs> um, he, one guy tries to grab at her and throws a drink at her. Forrest basically batters the fuck out of her. Oh, he did, didn't he? Kicked out. <laughs> he says he loves her and she's like, you don't know what love is. This is point number two of her being a dick. She's like, stay away from me. Uh, she hitches a ride to this guy. Where are you going? Anywhere. Or hop in the cab. Or hop in the back. Like in the back of the wagon, like can't trust a pig with watermelons, you know. <laughs> uh, and then she, he says, "I'm going to Vietnam in the morning." And she's like, "Look, one bit of advice: if you see anything, run." Yeah, <laughs> see it, say it, run, run, let fuck. Uh, <laughs> hands, face, get party. to fuck. <laughs> hands, face, party time. <laughs> <laughs> hands, face, party in my place, <laughs> and. Yeah, so she goes, but it's time for him to go. Uh, I made a note here is Jenny French, and that gets us a few less listeners. Uh, uh, Cleedance Clearwater Revival, Fortunate Son is playing as we land in Vietnam, and there's all these Bodies. helicopters that quite blatantly aren't there. Yeah, <laughs> but the, I was I was looking at those because you see them in everything. Like I love true romance, and they're always mm-hmm. they're always talking about these helicopters. So they're called the UH ones. They're called Hueys. Yeah. And they're an icon of the Vietnam War, but they remain one of the most widely used helicopters in the world. 
They do. I had that. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. Uh, Fortunate Son by Cleveland's Clear Water Revival, mm-hmm. uh, 1969. And the reason you hear it in all these Vietnam films is it's actually an anti-Vietnam war song. It talks about the Fortunate Sons being the rich kids that didn't have to go to war. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I you're a fortunate son because you don't have to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, we managed to find some. Uh, we, we, yeah, we, 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 we've managed to find the car, but we don't hold out <laughs> a lot of hope for the credence. Uh, we will one day cover um, uh, the dude. One oh, day yeah. we'll cover the dude. Definitely. Just for Josh. Uh, Vietnam War took place in Vietnam, would you believe? Uh, Laos and Cambodia. From the 1st of November 1955 to the fall of Saigon, S- S- Saigon, in 30th of April 1975. Mm-hmm. It rains a lot. He mentions it rains for months, doesn't he? Uh, the mean yeah. annual rainfall in the country ranges from 700 to 5,000 millimetres, which is 28 to 197 inches. Uh, mean annual temperatures are around 24 to 25 degrees centigrade. That's 75 to 77 degrees Fahrenheit, whatever the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the coldest month, as a mean temperature of 17 to 20 uh, or uh, degrees. I mean... You'd put up with that, wouldn't you? It's currently yeah. like minus one here, uh, or 63 to 68 Fahrenheit. And the hottest month has a mean temperature of 29 to 30 degrees centigrade. Basically, it's hot. That's Damn hot. Hot, hot and hot, wet. Hot and sticky. Hot and wet. Uh, which, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good Vietnam film I haven't seen in a long time. Good morning, Vietnam. Yeah, that's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's maybe worth another watch. Uh, you love... Lieutenant Dan, don't you? Who doesn't? I guess an issue, yeah. He's, oh. he's, a, he's a great character. He's, he's, he's brilliant he's, and everything. He's always good. Yeah, oh, you're right. Ran, Ransom, good. he was good. He was, oh, just yeah. can't believe how good that guy is. Yeah. But he's really, really good in this. Yeah. Uh, nominated for a Golden Globe for this. And he won a Saturn Award, which I think the prize is a Sega Saturn. I was going to say that. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And he's just generally really, really he's, good. He's such a good guy. He's, yeah. he's good with the vets, like not veterinarians, but the actual <laughs> war vets. He does a lot of... <laughs> does a lot of work for people who put their th- fingers up dogs' asses. Exactly, oh. yeah. <laughs> but um, when he meets him, he says something quite interesting. He says, uh, don't salute me because Charlie yeah. uh, was watching. Yeah. So I'd looked up Charlie. Have you got this? Yeah. Uh, somewhere, go for it, because it's somewhere in these notes. So they break it down. So it comes from... Vietnam Chong San, uh, which yep. means Viet- Vietnamese communists. From there, they went Vet Chong, which was commonly fought, was shortened into VC. And obviously, with the phonetic alphabet, C becomes Charlie. So yep. that's why they're called Charlie. Fantastic. Good stuff. And referred to both communist forces in general, Viet Cong and North Vietnamese. They didn't give a fuck, did they? Did they fuck? Well done, us. God, we're good. Um, the other song in the background here is Sloop John B. Now, this version is, of course, the Beach Boys from 1966, the last time England had a team, uh, featured on Pet Sounds, <laughs> which is one of my favourite advert, favorite adverts, favourite albums of all time. I love Pet Sounds. That is your favourite uh, scene as well, isn't it? Uh, what? The, uh, what? Last time England ever had the Yeah, team. it's what my gaffer says. It's what my gaffer says. I will knock him out one day. Uh, <laughs> we are a Scottish podcast, so, you know, whatever. Um, it's, But this is actually a, a traditional folk song that dates back to the early 1900s. Um, there are 51 listed recordings of the song on Wikipedia from 1930 to 2020. 
Right. I mean, pick another song. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, yeah, all right. We've all heard Unchained Melody, dickheads. <laughs> Too many bloody times, man. See, when Ghost came out, that was a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. Gary Sinise has got two rules, hasn't he? Lieutenant Dan's got two rules. Um, one, take care of your feet. And two, don't get killed. So they've always got to have clean, socks. dry socks. And uh, I liked that. I liked I that. That was a good touch, yeah. Forrest in the, in the voiceover says that someone in his family fought and died in every single US war. Uh, and, and one of one of one of the, the last person before him dying was somebody dying in um, in in Europe in World War Two, which yeah. I would argue is not a US war. But yeah, well, what do I know? Thanks, guys. But there's this bit where they're on patrol and they're told to stay quiet, and I loved this because even the narration was Tom Hanks whispering the narration during the scene. That's oh. good directing. Uh, That's really that. good directing. Yeah, even as he's telling the story, he's, he's whispering the story. Sound mm-hmm. that is, oh yeah, that that's great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the background, at one point, is um, "All Along the Watchtower" by Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. It's all the same songs in Vietnam films, isn't it? Uh, like it's all yeah, the yeah. same it's, tunes. It's always um, <laughs> "Into Black," isn't it? It's all the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Originally a Bob Dylan song, uh, not a hit in 1968, failed to chart. Couldn't get anybody to listen. Uh, Jimmy re- Jimmy released it six months later. It reached number 20 in the US as well as number five in the UK. We always liked Jimmy more than the States, didn't we? Uh, uh, well uh, it, was, it, was one, it was one of ours. Uh, sold 600,000 in the UK and turned platinum. And you'll like this. The first stereo-only single in the UK to chart. Wow. That's that's, that's a nice amazing. technical one, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a cracker. That's a cracker. That's a cracker. That's a cracker. Uh, this is where he says, one day it started raining and didn't stop for four months. It's like, <laughs> are you in Glasgow? <laughs> I know. That <laughs> was horrible though, wasn't it? Yeah. Bubba asked Forrest to go into business. 50-50, all the shrimp you can eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll sleep on the boat. And I'm like, it, it sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ginny's Ginny Ginny <laughs> Ginny Ginny Spinner um is getting on this um this this bus to San Francisco. Uh Forrest's been writing all these letters to her. She's blatantly not going to be answering those. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day on patrol, they're attacked, and Forrest listens to what Jenny had to say, because Jenny told me to run, so I ran. And he runs, and then he realizes he's got to save his friend Bubba. So he runs back to save Bubba. <laughs> he saves Tex. He saves Cleveland. He saves these other two characters who aren't in the film. He goes to get Lieutenant Dan, and he's basically dragging him. Yeah, his legs. Are... And he's shooting, isn't he? Fantastic! <laughs> Looks great. I always love that in a in a scene. Uh, and then he goes to get uh, he goes to get Bubba. Bubba. He gets shot in the backside. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like a, 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 a fly, a mosquito jumped up and bit me. Or um, Bubba's dying. The VC is surrounding them, uh, but they managed to outrun an airstrike. Just another thing we can fucking outrun in this film. <laughs> fucking boomers. I look Bubba good, though. Dies. I, I did look good. good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, <laughs> Forrest says uh, they called it a million dollar wound. Uh, the army must have kept that money though, because I didn't see any. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll I'll let you have that one uh, film. <laughs> yeah, take that one. That was good. 
Uh, Forrest and Lieutenant Dan are in the hospital. Lieutenant Dan's lost his legs. This looked good, by the way. I'm oh, yeah, sure. yeah. I'm not sure how. There was obviously some CG and some prosthesis. I've, I've saw some of the stuff, the ways they did it, and some of it was quite ingenious, to be honest. Uh, he, he because he got shot in the bum, he can't lie on his on his on his back. Lieutenant Dan obviously is without his legs. I think he might also have a cold, so he can't go into space. Uh, <laughs> that was Apollo thirteen. Um, Jenny's letters have all returned. Oh God, uh, they were both in that, weren't they? Hanks and yeah, yeah. yeah. Be- better film? Question mark. I'd say I'd say level. Ed I'd Harris. Great oh, cast, Bill! Great cast. Bill, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, it. Oh, it happens too often. I forget Bill Paxton's dead. Yeah, no. Sixty-five, man. You, Same age as my old man. Jesus. Oh, that's fucking shite. Pat. No, they've just ruined the show now. We're not down now. <laughs> Let's go and watch. Pens, pens down, lad. Let's pens go and down. Watch, uh, Let's go aliens. Let's go watch aliens. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went to the elections there, didn't we? I uh, went weird science <laughs> and you went aliens. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> show over, man. Show over. <laughs> I'm Hudson. He's six. <laughs> he picks up this table tennis as a hobby, um, and. And within seconds, he's brilliant at it. Good, he's yeah. this absolute hero. Uh, California Dreaming's on in the background at some point. Uh, certified gold in Italy and the US and platinum in the UK. Added to the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2001. They're sleeping at one time. Um, Lieutenant Dan grabs him and pulls him off the bed. He said, you, sh- you should have let me die. Um, mm. It was my destiny to die there. And it's your fault. You got my legs took. Uh, you cheated me. Uh, I mean, I've been legless a few times as well, but uh, it's <laughs> something else. And when you blame somebody for it. No, Forrest gets the Medal of Honour and Lieutenant Dan gets sent home. Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson gives him the medal. Uh, he says, uh, you got shot in the buttocks. <laughs> he said, I'd like to see that. And yeah. he shows him his arse. <laughs> now, I'm just going to say this now. If that was today, the second he went to reach anywhere near his pockets or his belt or anywhere like that, He'd have been fucking murdered in cold blood by the Secret Service. Were right. that today, wouldn't he? Like he wouldn't have got anywhere near getting his breeks down. No, because that's hell. like that. That's like concealed weapon. He would have been. Uh, it w- that would have been the end of the film. Aye, definitely. We'd have, we'd have annihilated the terrorist threat that was <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, we've looked up the Medal of Honor before, Henry, but I looked up a different spin on it. Go on. Because I looked up to see if there was anybody that had two. All right, yeah. Uh, apparently there has. So the last living individual to be awarded two medals of honour was John J. Kelly on the 13th, uh, 3rd of October 1918. But there was an individual who won two medals in two separate occasions, and that was a guy called Smeedley Butler. Smeedley Butler. Butler. Is that Butler? not Smeedley Whiplash? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he won it in 1914 uh, and 1915. So All right, okay. Oh, yeah, you butler. It's <laughs> <laughs> me, Lee Butler. What a name, man. That is Medal a good name. I like that. Uh, Medal of Honor was a PlayStation game launched in 1999 and has had roughly about a million followers. <laughs> you ended that first Medal of Honor game was a good one. Oh, no, it was really good. I bet they I think it ruined it, didn't they? Yeah, I'm sure Spielberg had something to do with that one. Was it not like produced, directed by Spielberg, the cutscenes and all that? Sure yeah, I couldn't sure. find that. I couldn't find that. Any, I, I just got lost in these this myriad of remakes and things. 
<laughs> as he leaves the White House, uh, he, he decides to walk around and take some photographs, doesn't he? And yeah. DC, he ends up on the stage during this protest with all these, like these really kind of, they look like Vietnam vets, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they're activists, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and he's just in the queue. Uh, he gets up on the stage, and just as he's about to say something, this 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 like sneaky cop. He's really—he yeah. he looks like Lieutenant Lassard. does. Pulls all the jacks. Pulls out. Yeah, pulls all the jacks out, and uh, you can't hear anything. We can't hear you, and they plug them all back into. And that's all I well, got to say about that. that. <laughs> you know, like, you know, do you know who the guy was? It was it was standing me. So the guy with the shot. Go for it. His name was Abbott Howard, Howard Hoffman. Yeah. He was an American political and social activist who founded a youth interracial party called Yippies mm-hmm. and was a member of the Chicago 7. That's a there film, isn't it? It's a very good film, and mm. he's played by um, Borat. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's he's, play, he's played by, by Ali G. God, right. have, yeah, he's, and he is the best thing in that film. It is, I think it might still be on Netflix. It's a Netflix production. I think it's a Netflix production. Don't movie. think it won anything at the Oscars a couple of years back, but it should have done. Uh, moved, absolutely moved me to tears, that. Oh, honestly, that was such I'll a give it, I'll give it a go. Watch. Yeah, and, and that, that guy's brilliant. Uh, Jenny arrives in a VW camper a little bit earlier on, just while we're here. Um, it, actually, it's a Volkswagen Type 2 transporter. They started building them in 1949, and they closed the last factory making the Type 2 in Brazil in 2013. If you want a new one, it's a Type 6 now. I put two and two together. They were made in Nazi Germany, and they were still being made in Brazil in 2013, probably by Nazis that fled Germany. Uh, what, what, what was the T one? If that's the T two, what was the T one? I don't know, John. I didn't look. I didn't look into that. It's a Volkswagen you, Beetle. Oh, the Volkswagen Beetle is the T one. Yeah. Good work, sir. Thank fuck. I thought you were just setting <laughs> up for a fall. I thought no, you've, no, no. you've forgotten how this friendship works. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you, brother. <laughs> They're talking about being in the Peace Corps, a volunteer-led grassroots effort to protect the environment and strengthen understanding of environmental issues. They teach environmental awareness in schools and to local organisations, empowering communities to make their own decisions about how to conserve the local environment. There is no Peace Corps in Vietnam today. Right. Jenny sees that it's Forrest and chases after him. Yeah, and runs to the... CGI yeah. water. <laughs> Comes through the CGI water. Um, it is illegal to wade in the water at the Lincoln Memorial Reflection Pool, mm. in tw- although you probably wouldn't want to, because in 2017, 80 mallards died from a waterborne parasite living in there. What? Yep. Filthy bastards. Filthy <laughs> duck bastards. <laughs> you rang my lad. <laughs> <laughs> she takes him to meet some people. In fact, she's having a conversation with her boyfriend, right? Yeah. He's a bad and straight away, oh, isn't he? God, you I notice he's a bad and he's, he, he basically roughs her up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Forrest, Forrest not having any of that. Tell you it's... Yeah, because it's, that's what Forrest does. Yeah. Um, is it a Black Panthers meeting? Isn't it? Well, they go to a Black Panthers, yeah, they go to a Black Panthers meeting mm-hmm. um, and, and, and they're hearing kind of the, the story uh, and that's how they get kicked out. 
And again, it's her fault as well. Uh, and I loved the line, I'm sorry I had to ruin your Black Panther party. <laughs> uh, the Black Panther Party was a Marxist-Leninist Black Power political organisation. Everything about that means I would absolutely want to join if I could. Um, by college students Bobby Searle and Huey P. Newton. Uh, he of the helicopters we were talking about earlier on, uh, in October 1966 in Oakland. I absolutely love this. In 1971, Huey P. Newton led a delegation to China where they met Mao Zedong's wife. 1971? 1971. That's when they played the first the, the historic table tennis games. In Correct. Canada. Yeah, Jesus. that's right. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's all connected, mate. It's all connected. Wow. I'm sorry I ruined your... Red no, Communist Party. That, that, was my, that was my segue in there. <laughs> uh, there's plenty of things around. The peace sign was one that I was quite interested in. You know the peace sign, the circle with the upside yeah. down, kind of like Y tree thing. Uh, it was originally designed for the British nuclear disarmament movement in 1958 and is now widely known as the peace sign. Hey. I love that. I love it's British. I'd, I'd, I'd like it a lot. A lot more so if we didn't have any active nukes, that would be nice too. <laughs> so if anybody anybody can sort that out, please. Oh no, the one man that wanted to sort that out, Jeremy Corbyn, wasn't allowed to. <laughs> Moving on. God, I don't know why, but in my head I've just got that. Remember, I don't know if you remember it, but it was like a heart shaped sign. You got no, it's a heart <laughs> heart shaped sign. You got the top weight was a B, and. In the middle, doing was the S, so the British standards. Yeah, the they British standards. Glass, it used to be on. Yeah, it used to be on petrochemicals. Yeah, yeah. do you remember the, the British standards? Was you, you the, the point was you didn't buy anything unless it was British. Standards. Oh yeah, it's quite high quality. You don't get yeah. that anywhere. Couldn't it be no. shit? <laughs> no, it's all no. But at least we've got on a pint glass. We've got the crown now. Yeah, true. So at least we've at least we've got that. We're taking back control, John. Keep that we'll, in mind. We'll just make sure we've got that on our uh, chlorinated chicken when we get it. Yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah. Chlorinated swan, big man. Chlorinated swan. <laughs> <laughs> when the Queen dies, we can have everything we want from her. Uh, so Jenny got there by busking at Jean Harlow's star, which I quite liked. Um, he gives her his medal. And she like leaves with the guy that belted her. Um, this is kind of the third time of her being a shit. But again, yeah, yeah. you know, again, no, no. like like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I, you know, I'm not bad. It's just the way I'm drawn. <laughs> Keep that in mind, <laughs> listeners. Uh, they send him on this tour of all these like like these these hospitals and things, don't they, to all these people yeah. that are struggling. And during the moon landing, they're watching Forrest instead, which made me feel a little bit sick. Uh, the moon landing uh, mission was between the 16th and the 24th of July, 1969. Hmm. Where does he go to next? I, I thought you were going to say something like Forrest Gump was better directed. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes to China next. He goes to China to play ping pong. Now, Obviously, you've got something on this one, but ping, it, it, what what I found was an article called "Ping Pong Democracy," which refers to the exchange of table tennis players between the United States and China in the early seventies. It began during the nineteen seventy one World Table Tennis Championships in Nagoya, Japan, as a result of an encounter between Glenn Cowan of the U.S. and Zhuang Zedong of the People's Republic of China. The event paved the way for President Richard Nixon's visit to Beijing in seventy two, where he probably. I don't know, got some money for doing something he shouldn't have done and has been seen as a key turning point in relationships between the United States 
and our good friends, PRC. <laughs> well, do you want to know what I had? Get on. Exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry to piss on your chips, bro. <laughs> Um, turn, turn, turn by the birds is uh, on in the background as Jenny's leaving, I think, and I missed this. The lyrics are taken almost verbatim from the book of Ecclesiastes, as found in the King James version of the Bible. Handwritten lyrics were donated to the New York Communist Party in 2007, which seems apt. Uh, this you. version of the, the birds version made number one December the 4th, 1965. Is that when she was leaving the flat? Though that's when she's leaving with Dickhead on the bus. All right, okay. Yeah. He comes back from communist China, having won there and fucking over communism, defeating communism finally (laughs) once and for all. Well done, well done, well done. (laughs) Uh, And he goes on the Dick Cavett show with John Lennon. Now, this is the most cringe bit of the film. I hated, like, I know it's only, it's like a very short scene, and I hated it. He says, what was it like in China? And he said, "Oh, in China they have no religion, no religion, yeah, and, and uh, no and, and no possessions. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't imagine it. Oh, it's easy if you try. Oh, oh, oh. And it looked at a sink as well, didn't it? It just looked a bit cringe. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm cringing just re- retorting that to you. <laughs> if I'm looking for a clip to use, it won't be this because I won't be able to listen to this bit." <laughs> But yeah, it was bad. It was oh, really it was, bad. Yeah, real bad. Uh, plus, I'm led to believe John Lennon would beat his his first wife. From what I'm led to believe, I don't know. I don't know that to be true. Listeners, there. yeah, hmm. listeners, tell if it was. After the show, he's leaving, and he sees Lieutenant Dan, wheelchair, long hair, generic Vietnam vet, and he. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Forrest Gump was wearing. They looked like Inspector Gadget. It was a really crisp <laughs> uh, jacket, wasn't it? It was really <laughs> long as well. But yeah, Inspector Gadget. Go, go, Gump legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, New York looks really brilliantly dirty. Eighties strip club city. And oh, that's that when he's pushing stuff. him down when he does that. I'm walking here, and I'm walking did, here. Yeah, which that is... annoyed me because he was rolling, but. <laughs> That was uh, that that line. I love that line. So I was looking it up. It says it was from uh, Dustin Hoffman as Ratso Rizzo and My Night Cowboy. But yeah. this is obviously facts, but enough film. But I didn't know that that was said off the cuff to a real taxi driver because they didn't have the, the money to pay so, for to close the off. Yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He had to literally just walked in the street and <laughs> wow. a hundred things we learned. From a different film than the film that we're talking about. What? It's like fucking Inception. This the top continues spinning. Uh, yeah, that that film of, of of course features everybody's talking, which is playing in this scene. It was just just a little bit too on the nose that yeah, for me. Yeah, it really yeah. was. Written and recorded by American songwriter Fred Neal, two first names. What a prick! In 1966, <laughs> the version we all know is Harry Nielsen from 1969 on mm. Midnight Cowboy. Um, I've never got to the end of Midnight Cowboy, and really it's just because the song plays too much. The song's in almost every scene. Mm-hmm. And it, I've tried to watch Midnight the whole way through Midnight Cowboy twice, and I've never got to the end just, just because it just because, I don't know, I just yeah, it, it does a little bit. And I know it's a good film, and I know I need to get to the end because I'm told great things happen at the end. <laughs> 
<laughs> apparently. Uh, John Lennon's Imagine, you know that song, it's the cringy one. Uh, 2002 UK survey conducted by the Guinness World Records Brit hit, uh, British hit singles book named it the second best single of all time. Rolling Stone ranked it at number three on a 2004 list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. And since 2005, John, get ready to cringe even more. Event organisers have played the song just before the New Year's Times Square ball drop in New York oh. City. Can we ever get away from that? No, we're never going to get away from that bastard thing. Oh. <laughs> they have New Year's in this bar. Lieutenant Dan, like me, he's always drunk. Um, Legless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw a sign in this bar for Miller High Life, which I thought sounded... Uh, Sounded quite good. It's been brewed since 1903. It's Miller Brewing's oldest brand, and it's a Pilsner lager. Oh. Used to like a good Pilsner. I did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Holston Pils. Yeah, remember that? Jesus, yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? That was a yeah. thing. You're right about this This America. It's absolutely filthy, probably full of homeless people, but yeah. it's before Rudy Giuliani killed all the homeless people, of course. <laughs> You're never going to let it go. Never going to let it go. I killed all the homeless people. <laughs> Forrest says he's going to keep his promise to Bubba and be a captain. And Lieutenant Dan says when he does, he'll be the first mate, like mockingly. Yeah. Uh, they watch the ball drop. Um, I'd rather have been watching Jules Holland's October Hootenanny. <laughs> <laughs> They're back at Lieutenant Dan's with these broads from the bar. Uh, one calls him stupid and Dan chases them out. No. She's not so bad. Um, yeah. and, and Forrest comes and says, I didn't like her. She tasted a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Um, <laughs> The ping pong team meets Nixon. What a prick. Uh, they're staying in the Ebot Hotel. And Nixon says, I know a much better hotel than that. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, what did you have on Watergate, John? So I, I tried to get the Watergate scandal in layman terms. So this is what this is basically what it's, it's told me. Yeah. So the Watergate scandal refers to the burglar. Oh, no, it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> the... The Watergate scandal refers to the breaking into and illegal nice. fire fire tapping of the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee and the Watergate complex by members of the president of President Nixon's re-election campaign, uh, and there was, there was a subsequent cover up, and basically he resigned after it. Yeah, he certainly did, uh, which is good news. Uh, also, the one thing I got from this is Forrest is watching out of the window and he's saying, the window, the room across the, the road, there's a light on. I think there's somebody breaking in. I'm like, Forrest's a grass. Uh-huh. Like, like, snitches get stitches. <laughs> You'll pay for this. I'll see that you pay. <laughs> You'll get the paddle for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did much better than me because I could not. Get that Watergate scandal down to a couple of so, lines. I just couldn't do it. I so I, I was looking at it. I thought, you know, this is so convoluted. But then that one, just, I literally just put Watergate for layman, and that was basically where it gave me. So I was glad of that because you're right, because it takes you down all sorts of other things that happened. But basically, it was just him getting people to break in to wiretap so he could hear what the other people were doing. Yeah, and and the, the whole thing is, he, Nixon always had like boxes and boxes and boxes of tapes, like. No, and every every conversation he had was recorded, mm-hmm. um, and he was so, just basically thought it was above the law. I I hate Nixon and love him at the same time. The worst and best president at the same time. Uh, what an awful awful piece of shit. 
and he can't be defended. No, they cannot. Gump gets his discharge papers from the army. Get out. Yeah. Uh, he goes home to Mama. Uh, remember, only 10 years older than him. Made up to look about 100. Um, he gets offered this... To, to, he gets home and there's all these like cardboard thing, cutouts thing, thing, of him and, and table right. tennis pads. Things. Gets offered 25 grand as a sponsorship deal. For Flexolite? Flexolite. What did you have? Uh, nothing. It was a, I looked up Flexolite and it's just a vintage car dealer. All right, okay. Made up for the film. Made up. Uh, Mama says, uh, Mama says, well, look, why don't you just hold on to the money and see see how you feel? <laughs> uh, he takes the money. He goes to uh, to the non-made-up place uh, to see Bubba's family. Uh, he uses the 25 grand to buy a boat mm-hmm. uh, and gives whatever whatever other money he had to, to Bubba's mama and, uh, and like, a, a, like 17 kids. And she just collapses backwards and she... <laughs> Uh, oh no, that's later when, when they when they make it big. Oh, sorry, yes, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. At, at that point, she's like, "Are you stupid?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stupid is a stupid does, stupid man. Does yeah. Uh, all he catches, he buys this boat, and all he catches uh, is like a boot and five shrimp. Five shrimp. Uh, and the boy's <laughs> like, "You can maybe get yourself a cocktail," <laughs> which I thought was good. Um, it's, it, but he says it's bad luck to have a boat without a name. Uh, so he names it. What does he name the boat? Jenny. Jenny, I name the boat Jenny. Uh, the biggest sponsored sports personality today, John. Who do you think it is? It is go- it's got to be one at LeBron James or something, isn't it? Not quite. Roger Federer, 85 Ooh. million. Me? 85 million. LeBron was up there. He was LeBron, certainly between him and Ronaldo. Ronaldo was 44 million. Um, Boat names, they're absolutely right. It is bad luck not to name a boat. It's also bad luck to change the name of a boat. Apparently, according to an interview with a with a fisherman, boats develop a life and mind of their own once they are named and christened. If you do rename the boat, you absolutely must have a denaming ceremony. Boaty McBoatface has got a good personality, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> it's also bad luck to name your boat something that might enrage the sea. Like, I don't know, unsinkable or sea fucker or something, probably. <laughs> I fucked so you, sea demon. <laughs> so, don't, so don't do that, yeah? Yeah. Get up, you Neptune. Don't go about that. <laughs> Get it up. Right up, ye Neptune. <laughs> He's sleeping in this hammock on the boat. A hammock forces you to sleep on your back, which can reduce pressure on your spine and make it more comfortable for those who have pre-existing back pain. You can, of course, buy them in the hammock district. Oh, I need that now. Oh, yeah, Meanwhile, Jenny's doing coke in in one scene, and like the scene instantly after, she's on heroin. Like yeah. she goes so, from doing coke oh, to heroin Jenny, straight yeah, away, really and you're like, wow! Work. Like, like in in the same night, you're like, okay, Jenny, good, you know, you live your life, yeah. babe. Then she gets up on this, gets up on this um, veranda, yeah, on this balcony, uh, and I was like. Ah, Hang on a second. I've seen Lethal Weapon. You can't steal the bit off Lethal Weapon. I know. She, she goes plummeting to her death. Somebody's yeah. going to get sued. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but she doesn't. She gets down. She changes her mind. Uh, back in, um, in in La Boyette or wherever we are, Lieutenant Dan is on the jetty. Uh, he did say he was going to turn up. Yeah. Forrest jumps off the boat. <laughs> he just keeps going. Nice. Uh, I thought I'd try out my sea legs. Uh, and then the boat miraculously turns Come around back. and destroys yeah. a jetty. It's like a yeah. boomerang boat. 
It must have a return to home feature. <laughs> it's not how boats work, John. <laughs> um, Forrest goes to this gospel church to pray. It's on my bucket list, by the way. Sunday morning in a gospel church. Oh, really? One of those little wooden ones. Oh, it'd be yeah. amazing. All the singing and the dancing and all that. Uh, <laughs> I've seen the light. <laughs> Again, Blues Brothers. And this hurricane turns up, <laughs> smashes all the other boats, except for uh, except for Forrest. Yes, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, he's and this is this bloke at the bus stops like, hang on a second, you're Bubba, you're you're Gump from Bubba Gump, yeah, whatever, sir. He uh, doesn't believe him, and then leaves. she checks a picture on Fortune Five Hundred magazine and, <laughs> and says there that they are. It actually, is yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the baseball caps I thought were those uh, Make America Great Again. <laughs> <laughs> and they they did look a little bit like it. They did look a little bit like it. Lieutenant Dan thanks Forrest for saving his life and then jumps into the water, just swims off, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> on his, on his yeah, back. That's yeah. And that and that's kind of like the last we see of him for ages. For a while, yeah. Um, they're watching President Ford get shot at on the telly. Do you like beer? <laughs> and potato chips. Uh, and it turns out that he gets a call, Mama's sick. So he dives in the water to go and get her. Uh, he gets there and she dies shortly after. Yeah, no. Yeah, the old girl at the uh, the bus is invested. Her bus is here, and she's like, "Oh, there'll be another one shortly." Uh, <laughs> Forrest gets a job mowing the grass fields in the town. He doesn't need the money, but this is the job like they give him yeah. as like a like the the elders of the town. Which mm. I'm kind of like, okay, fine. Um, Lieutenant Dan invests all his money in what? Apple. A fruit company. Oh, sorry, a fruit company. A fruit company. <laughs> and yeah, when he opens the letter, it's the old Apple Macintosh one. Yeah, logo. and they say, if you don't need to worry about money, it says, yeah. is good. Well, I wish it was me. Yeah, I know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wish I'd kept that one Amazon share I had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I'd kept that, that, that half a Bitcoin. <laughs> I never had any of those things. Yeah, nah. I'm not going farming either. Yeah. He gives, he gives money to the church. And to the hospital, and to Bubba's mama, and that's how she falls. Yeah. Um, and he cuts the grass for free because Boomer intensifies. <laughs> Jenny comes to him because she's a gold digging woman, of course, and gold digging women be shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, she's sick and she sleeps and sleeps and sleeps. Um, but she does buy him some Nikes. So he's got these lovely Nikes. Did you spot the Nikes, John? Yeah. I d- don't know what type they are, though. <laughs> Luckily for you, I do. <laughs> uh, they are Cortez uh, in leather, and they're available still for 66 quid. Nice. Forrest says, she taught me how to dance. And I'm like, no, you taught Elvis how to dance. You don't need her to teach you how to dance. You taught the king to dance, mate. Exactly. Forrest asks her to marry him, and she says, no, uh, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Aww. And then what to it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, she's not, I stand by the fact she's not the baddie. She's not the baddie. Rachel married me, and I've got limited capacity yeah. and no money. So, yeah. <laughs> but she fucks him, though, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, at least, she, at least she sexes him, and then runs off the next morning. Uh, he's so upset, he gans for a wee run, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Fuck. He, he runs to Santa Monica and then keeps running and running and running. And running and running. Yeah. I'll tell you what goes from Santa Monica 
John, what goes to Santa Monica, rather? Uh, Route 66, the road. Uh, it covers a total of 2,448 miles between Chicago and Santa Monica. So it goes all the way from airplane to falling down, both previous episodes. <laughs> I tell you what, that this stuff doesn't write its fucking self, you know. Well, it does, but... Uh, oh. you know. I certainly don't write it. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all fluke, bud. Fluke. Jenny sees on the TV that he's this running guy. And they say, um, the gardener from Alabama. What? Not the Apple investor, not the veteran, not the ping pong champion, not the guy that runs the, one of the biggest shrimp businesses in the, in the, in the whole of the country. Mm-hmm. The gardener. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm, do, 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 your, uh, do your research. Right. Two, two things happen now that I really kind of lost my rag a little bit with. One guy comes up and says, I'm looking for you to help me with an idea for a business. Uh, and, he, and he runs through this dog shit. He goes, you just run through some shit. Sometimes shit happens. Aye. And that's his bumper stickers. How do you make money out of bumper stickers? I don't know. There must be some money in it. They were a massive thing. They were like the um, Garfield things. They it's were the like the Garfield control. things. Or the one that you pressed the, the button on and the man's pants came down in the window. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shit Happens was introduced in printed form in 1983 by Connie Ebel in a publication identified as UNC CH Slang. I couldn't find out much more about that. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's uh, 1,827 miles from Alabama to Santa Monica by air. If you're going to drive it, or run it, I guess, it's 2,048. It will take you 30 hours to drive. Google estimates 703 hours, should thou wish to walk it. Jesus. This other guy, this infuriated me. This other guy runs up, and he wants to help him with the T-shirt business. Uh, he it gets, gets covered in mud and he just put, puts his face on the t-shirt and as he moves it away it's a perfect circle with this big smile on these eyes Acid face. Like, hey thanks man again yeah. Acid. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ the smiley face first designed in the 60s by Harvey Ball in the 70s uh, Bernard and Murray Spain added uh, have a happy day and copyrighted it right Nothing to do with a man with a face full of mud. That was a bit shit, wasn't it? That was that was rotten. That bit fucked with my chi, no end. <laughs> Second most cringe bit after John Lennon. I've, I've, I've just I was just going through my notes here. I've written it's not the fucking Turing shroud. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I thought he was going to take away from his face. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to worship it. Um, he ran for two years, three months, and fifteen hours. Uh, he's got 100 followers and he just gives up and heads home. All these people now with absolutely nothing to believe in are just, like, just going to go and like, just go walk into the sea. <laughs> Leonard Rossiter. Um, he's later watching the, the Reagan assassination attempt. God, I wish. Hmm. I wish I wish they'd managed that. Uh, Reagan and Thatcher, they both they oh, were both so close, weren't they? I know. Uh, John Hinckley Jr. shot and wounded President Reagan. Hinkley believed his attack would impress who? Do you remember, John? Uh, Margaret Thatcher. 
<laughs> no, the actor and famous lesbian Jodie Foster. Oh, for goodness sake, that's right. God, we talked, we spoke yeah. about this. We have spoke about this. We have spoke about this, yeah. Yeah, how did that work out for you, John Hinckley? Getting buggered in prison for the rest of your life. Jenny calls for him. She'd seen him on the news. Uh, she's kept a scrapbook of his running, uh, and this is where he's going. He's going at the start of the film and throughout the film to oh. this scene. So we've now caught up to IRL time. I yeah, guess, so he's to not at the bus stop anymore. He's just run yeah. up four blocks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she apologises. She's got nothing to apologise for. And tiny baby Haley Joel Osmond. Oh, oh, do you just want to squish his little face? Oh, I love his little face. He's so Back cute. Back then, he was just so cute, wasn't he? Six Jesus. years old. It was only six years old. Uh, yeah, little tiny baby Angel Osmond. Uh, and I was like, oh, I love his face so much. And then I then I remembered him in Silicon Valley. And he is not a cute, he is not a cute guy. He has not grown up to a cute man. His, his eyes are still in the same position. Yeah. But I am telling you right now, he is one of the funniest men out there. And they should be putting him in anything else. They should put him in everything. Because in Silicon Valley, in that final series of Silicon Valley, bah, he, he is, he's, he's, oh, he's so good in it. I know you haven't watched it, and you, you've got to get round I to know, it. I know, and I've watched a lot of rubbish in it. So you've, really, you've really, you've really, 25 minutes an episode, it's well worth it. Uh, but yeah, it turns out that he's... Uh, a father? Yeah, he's he's a dad, and he's, he sobs. I had a little bit, I had a little bit of a tear up at this bit, John, I'll be honest. Did have a little bit of a tear up at this bit. Uh, he freaks out. Uh, he's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Uh, but, is he is he smart? Um, oh yeah, he's really smart. Um, she's sick and's got this Princess Diana haircut as well. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, um, me and Rachel were arguing. Rachel seems to think she had um, some sort of blood disorder. I was certain it was the AIDS because of when oh, it was. I thought it was the AIDS. As yeah, well, I, I was thought. certain it was. It could um, be the AIDS. Yeah, well, no, but when it was. You know, obviously meant to be the 80s, isn't but it? But better meant she was shooting up before that. So maybe she came clean after she had sex with the old uh, guy. So Who knows? Well, she would have had AIDS. Um, basically, in Boomer, Boomerville, if you do drugs and you're promiscuous, you get the AIDS. That's what happens. Ah, right, okay. Uh, they get married. Lieutenant Dan turns up. Lieutenant Dan, you got legs! <laughs> which, <laughs> which is really sweet. Yeah. Um, if you wanted titanium... Uh, computerized battery powered leg one it will cost you seventy five thousand dollars one one <laughs> what the so hell? you just pop around the place that'll, uh, go, on, that'll go well on my one caliper I'm gonna buy Phoebe for the polio <laughs> for when I get the polio <laughs> well you do live in Glasgow it's likely I to do. happen <laughs> <laughs> that is if the scurvy doesn't get you first. Oh, oh, I know oh. your diet. Uh, <laughs> I love the scabies. I love the scabies. I do. <laughs> a prosthetic leg will cost you between five thousand and fifty thousand. John, I honestly don't think I've laughed on this podcast quite as much as I've laughed today. <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, I have no idea what this is going to sound like in the end. <laughs> <laughs> John, you make me so happy. You! <laughs> Why are you, kid? Why are you? Oh. oh, kid, you told me the stream was shallow. Shallow! <laughs> uh, 
Oh, and he says, uh, you've got, you've got, oh, he says they're made of titanium alloy, like the ones on the space shuttle. And I'm like, ooh, not that space shuttle, right? No. Not, not, the, not the one. No, not, not the that one. one. Not, the bad one. <laughs> not the one he wasn't allowed on either because he got a cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get married in the grounds of his massive mansion. So I stand by the fact that very much like Bezos, Musk and Branson, he started out with money and ended up with money. Uh, no matter what you say, a big house. A big house. Absolutely huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, She dies and he buries her on the ground because millionaires can do whatever they fucking want. Hell yeah. As we know. Actually, there's no law about being buried in your own garden. It's just just weird. Depends on how you got there. (laughs) He teaches Little Forest ping pong, fishing, and reading. And again, I hate myself, but I cried. he, he argues, is it destiny or is it accidental? Everything's accidental. There's no destiny. I'm certain of that. No destiny. Right. Yeah. He says, if there's anything you need... I can't remember who says it, but somebody says, if there's anything you need, just say. It was maybe Lieutenant Dan. And I've written here, how about a book of shadows to bring her back? Chromacom. The Necronomicon. That's us. Bade parata Forest, little Forest is on the bus to school, and it's the same person Dorothy is. And I'd yeah. forgotten that. I'd forgotten the bit, the line when Forest, when when. Forest Senior gets on the bus and says, I wasn't supposed to talk to strangers. Oh, and she introduces yeah. herself and he says, And I'm Forrest Gump. Now we're not strangers, you can get on the bus. So the son does the opposite. He just lets her go, I'm Forrest. Yeah. And he just and he just gets on it. Basically, he's gonna he's gonna end up murdered by strangers. He's gonna get meddled in McCann, didn't he? <laughs> Aye. Or shaken by a British nanny or something. I don't know. And that's the end of the film. And it's utterly fucking ridiculous. I know, but... It's one of the most ridiculous things we've watched. It really is. But we've got but a fact, so... not a bad film. Have you got anything left? Because I've got some... I've got a... I think I've probably got about 20 bits of paper. Uh, yes. So I've got... Port and Starboard are the nautical terms for left and right, respectively. Mm-hmm. Boba Gump Ship Company is an American seafood restaurant chain inspired by 1984 film Forrest Gump. Who knew? Who knew uh, indeed? Who knew? That's 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 me, Ben. That's it. Okay. That's... Wow, we've done really well to get all those those in. Um, I've got a handful of things. Um, he goes to Savannah, Georgia. I think he's running through Savannah, Georgia, or she's in Savannah, Georgia, at some point. Mm-hmm. It was a Christmas gift to President Lincoln in the Civil War, uh, and it had the first black church in the country, and the first African Baptist church in seventeen seventy seven. Right, okay. So that was gifted to the 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 town was gifted to President uh, Lincoln, yeah, well, from from the south because Lincoln was the north and all that kind of stuff. The, the gift that keeps on giving. It's it indeed it is. Yeah. Uh, American Forces Network is a real thing. Started in 1942. This is where it's on the TV. 1942. Uh, as the Armed Forces Radio Network. It's broadcast out of Fort George G. Meade in Maryland. And Armed Forces Vietnam Network was a radio station featured in a film we've already mentioned, uh, Vietnam. Oh, I was, was going to see it. I was going to see it. Sorry, mate. Uh, Robin Williams as the brilliant Adrian Cronow. Mm-hmm. The Adrian Cronow Radio Hour. But I've got to say, it's the other 
uh, actor in it, the other DJ in it who plays all the like the like the dance hall music, you know, like mm-hmm. the real slow classical music. Yeah. He's my favourite character in the whole thing. <laughs> uh, I like him because he's like that. Of course, John Napalm burns at temperatures ranging from eight hundred to uh, twelve hundred degrees centigrade. And if you remember the Anarchist Cookbook quite like I do, it told yeah. us how to make homemade <laughs> napalm. Yeah. Do you remember how? Just a spoonful of sugar. <laughs> yeah, and some Semtex. Uh, no, uh, melt as much polystyrene as possible into a bucket of diesel. <laughs> Jesus. And I always wanted to do that. I always also wanted to uh, make a, a Super Mario fireball by cutting a hole into a um, tennis ball right. and filling it with match heads oh, as God, much as yeah. you can. And then hoying it, and obviously, the <laughs> but uh, obviously, I wouldn't do that now because I'm an upstanding member of the community. You know, you weren't, though. No, because I'm an upstanding <laughs> member of the community, and oh. I'm not that drunk just now. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have enough matches in a tennis ball, is that what you're saying? That's right, yeah. I, I, do you know how expensive matches are now? How much? <laughs> Swan Vestas, Swans, <laughs> Swan Vestas. <laughs> Cooks matches. You're wasting your t- you're wasting your money because it's the big long bits you don't need. Uh, that's what she says anyway. <laughs> and John, hey, what you got? Are you ready? You tell me. I'm thinking 110. Higher. 115. Higher. 120. Higher. 125. Keep going, buddy. 140. Now, our record's 142. Keep uh-huh. going. 153. Just a smidge higher. 155. 155. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> wow, that was, that was something else. In, was... in an hour and 40 minutes. That's not so shabby. That was that, and that show, that goes to show a difference. The the listeners who listened to uh, last week's show, we start uh, Starship Troopers. We'd said that we don't do sci-fi because it's sort of hemmed in. Whereas a film like this has got music, it's got places, it's got everything we yeah. need to get a fact. So yeah. that's the main difference between that show and this. Yeah, um, and there was about another twenty songs in there that I just ran out of time to cover. There was more stuff about the assassination stuff that I wanted to go into, but it, yeah. takes you, it takes you away from the fun element of the show. So yeah, I, I missed I missed Gerald Ford. I missed yeah, I missed loads of things that I wish I hadn't have hadn't have missed. And had I had a little bit more time, like another day, mm-hmm. then yeah, I, I would have one hundred percent. I think we'd have got one seventy. I really do. But look, it's a new record, ladies and gentlemen. And it was so much fun. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for sticking with us. We are on the Twitters at 100 Things Pod. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 100 Things Film. You will hear us all over. The shop you will hear us absolutely everywhere at the moment i've been doing some work with cult connections uh, our friend of the podcast and just all-round friend full stop he's just a, just a become a, a a proper friend as far as i'm concerned yeah ian graham we're talking about book of boba fett every week or every couple of weeks and john where have you been recently what have you been doing recently? we've been we've been quizzing we've got a, a quiz coming out as well haven't we with the uh the the belson boys and the wilson so yeah, yeah divided by a common language as yeah. hosted 
by uh, my best mate and your best chick. My fair lady, uh, my fair lady. <laughs> she had never said it, never said that. Uh, so yeah, follow them on Twitter. That is coming out this week. Yeah, it's coming out this week at some point. So yeah, yeah. Uh, divided by a common language. John, say goodbye to the lovely people. They've, oh. they've been dev- they've been they've, they've been. In- I can't even. I'm out of words. I'm yeah, lost I'm, words. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, they have endured enough. Putting yeah. out their fucking misery, mate. Yeah, thanks, guys. That was a cracking show. And sorry for all my crappy jokes. I do. <laughs> I apologise for nothing. But sorry anyway. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah. yeah, we'll be back next week with another Oscar film. We've got a short list that we're going to whittle down on Saturday night at the pub. Yes. Because we're going to have some pints for we're the first time in fucking time. months. Yeah. yeah you so we're going to do that, whittle it down. Um, we'll put out on socials what it's going to be. But for now, uh, he's been Forrest. I've been Jenny. And we've been 155 things we learned from Run, Forrest Gump, run. See ya. I love you, Jenny. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>